This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Good risings. I'm Marie Burns Holzer, and this is Spoonful of Spirituality. This week, we've been discussing change. Yes, change can be wonderful and exciting, but it can also be painful and stressful. It can even be all of those things at the same time. As a person who identifies heavily with the element of fire and many symbols of transformation, it has often left me confused by people, including myself, who are so set against changing, not just our minds, but our patterns of thinking. Why are we so obsessed with maintaining homeostasis that state of stability, even at the cost of sustainable, healthy growth. In this ongoing obsession of understanding how and why we humans do this, I recently read a book called How to Change Your Mind by Michael Pollan. This book has been a crazy, illuminating ride, and this quote has had me thinking all week. Quote, A happy brain is a supple and flexible brain. Depression, anxiety, obsession, and the cravings of addiction are how it feels to have a brain that has become excessively rigid or fixed in its pathways and linkages. A brain with more order than is good for it. On the spectrum he lays out, ranging from excessive order to excessive entropy, depression, addiction, and disorders of obsession all fall on the too-much-order end, unquote. This quote speaks to the very heart of a truth I knew, but I didn't have the words for. Order can be a good thing, but depression and anxiety triggers our brain's intense desire for stability by getting us stuck in painful and unhelpful loops of thought and habit. An anxious brain is afraid of what is out there. In other words, insert your favorite anxious obsession here, and thus tries to soothe us by telling that if we just stay here... Or if we just sit here and obsess on every angle so nothing can scare us or take us by surprise. And then we go down through the spiral. This is where spiritual practices like meditation prove so hard at first. We desperately want some kind of order because order makes us feel in control in the face of change and transformation. And we equate order and control with safety. But this is a false equivocation. We cannot solve a problem of too much order with even more order. (laughs) Because what we really need is less order and more fluidity to find a happy equilibrium. We need more space for our ideas to develop and evolve as we learn. We need more social acceptance to stress test our beliefs and ideas to see if they can withstand thoughtful critique. We need more encouragement and support to adjust our hearts and minds if our beliefs and ideas don't hold up to that compassionate scrutiny. We need more gentleness, starting with our own self-talk and extending out to the way we talk to loved ones and acquaintances about both our own stances and theirs. If we want to grow 
if we want to deal with change in a way that doesn't leave us all anxiety-ridden and depressed, we need to adapt the understanding that our brains are applying strategies that have worked in other ways and areas. But they're now in a situation where that particular skill or strategy has proven that it's not as helpful as we thought it would be. One of the most helpful things I've learned in dealing with change is the simple act of acceptance. Acceptance in this context is not unconditional, nor is it absolute. This acceptance is about knowing that things have indeed changed or are in the process of changing. But it lowers resistance. Most of the suffering around change comes from the internal struggle against the change, which will then turn into resistance through our words and actions as well. It's that very resistance to change that causes our suffering, the instinct to impose more order on what has been too ordered and is naturally swinging the other way at the moment to find equilibrium. It's like what a surfer friend once told me. There is no stopping the ocean, but you can learn to ride the waves. I'm Marie Burns Holzer, and you can find me at Marie Burns Holzer on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you so much for listening to Good Risings today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please let us know by leaving a review. We love to hear from you. Now go be excellent to yourself and to each other. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.